Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a great week here at Massive Late Fee. It is April 6th, 1996. Easter's coming up, y'all. Get ready for it. Doing doing the egg hunt tomorrow with yeah. the nieces and nephews. Coloring eggs. Yeah. It'll be fun. Ooh, ooh. Good times. Had by all. When you were a kid, did your parents take you to see the Easter Bunny? Yes. Uh, I think maybe once or twice. I have a picture of me next to the Easter Bunny looking terrified. Right, me too. Because the Easter Bunny is terrifying. Why do they do this? I don't know. A giant rabbit. I mean, like, Santa is jolly and friendly, and I don't know what the fuck they're thinking with the plastic-headed Easter Bunny. (laughs) If rabbits were that big, they'd want to kill you and eat you. But they're vegetarians. They'd make an exception. (laughs) Oh, okay. They'd be like, we know what you did with our feet on chains. (laughs) Keychains. We understand. But, yeah, Easter is coming. Why Why are rabbits' feet lucky? Wasn't lucky for that rabbit. Right? <laughs> I used to have one. Me too. I have one on, on my keychain when I was like seven years old. And it's super soft until I realized that it was actually a rabbit's foot. And you could feel bones. I thought it was like a pretend rabbit's foot. I didn't realize it was a for no. real rabbit's foot. Nope. An actual, the severed foot of an animal. <laughs> just like pickled pig's feet are really pickled pig's feet. Oh, like, well, yeah. I, I just thought it was, you know, meat that they pickled. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Technically, it's just from the feet of a pig. Oh, gross. <sighs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, speaking of gross, uh, Fox's take on vampires has a little less bite and less wit. It says, Kindred, the embraced. Mike Duffy gives it one out of four stars. Wow. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's vampires, so yay, but Wow. Spare us the bloody curse of self-important vampires. <laughs> Kindred the Embraced, a flamboyantly silly saga of rival, rival clans of vampires living in modern-day San Francisco takes itself way too seriously. This portentous odyssey of a supernatural mafia might be more palatable if the producers exhibited even an ounce of wit. <laughs> wow. Wow! When the subject is vampires, you need a little... Loopy, you need a little loopiness to go with the ludicrous premise, but no such luck with Fox's dopey kindred. <laughs> so apparently, it's like it's it's yeah, it's weird. It's like I, I haven't seen it, but apparently, it's like mafia, but uh, vampires. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna see it. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of great, actually. It sounds awful. Yeah, but in a great way. I think I think it would be it would be worth watching just to make fun of it. All right. Plus, it's vampires. I can't not see vampire stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of things we didn't see coming, the Unabomber has been arrested. Apparently, it's some dude living in a shack in Colorado named Ted. <sighs> what is with these fucking names, people? Ted. Cat, it's Polish. Ted, bear with me. Ted Kat Kaczynski. 
Okay. Kaczynski. I think we should just stick with the Unabomber. Well, they called him the Unabomber, apparently, because if you got a bomb from him in the mail, it only happened once. Wow. He's not the Bi-Bomber. He's the Unabomber. That was bad. Oh, come on. Apparently, he went to the University of Michigan, too. Uh, U of N professor recalls promise. Well, I guess he fulfilled his pro- the promise of murdering people. <laughs> he looks, look at this his picture, and that's Ted uh, Kaczynski. Look at his picture in that uh, in that thing. He looks, doesn't he look um, um, kind of like plaintively happy almost? I don't know. He looks like a scruffy little gnome. I don't know. <laughs> like a gnome? Yeah. He look like a gnome. What? Come on. Look at his nose. Yeah, he does have a big nose. And his cheeks are all round. I don't know. He he looks like a wannabe Santa Claus maybe. I don't know. A wannabe Santa Claus. Interesting. All right. He just needs a little more white in his beard. Well, he's going to get it now in prison. (laughs) (laughs) But not the kind he wants. Anyway, um, so. So speaking of terrible things, we saw a terrible thing this week. (laughs) With someone with a beard. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So y'all like Will Riker? Star Trek: The Next Generation. For for a second, Carol was from Georgia. <laughs> Y'all like Will Racker? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I used to, but I am so you don't, now you don't like him. I'm so so just disappointed in what has happened with this actor. I don't know his Is name. Is he insane? <laughs> so there's this show called Paranormal Beyond Paranormal or Paranormal the Beyond or uh, something. Paranormal something. Paranormal the Beyond or something like that. And And he hosts it. It's awful. And he's awful in it. And they talk about they talk about three different stories. Uh The first is an alien abduction. The second is something. And the oh Roswell, right? Yeah. And the Roswell would again aliens. And the third one is the Yeti. Or as he says, as they call it, the Yeti. I was like, is he doing our show? What's going on? Well, I mean, the first story was so ridiculous. Well, the, the there's a <laughs> he describes this woman as like you know gone to to college and everything, and she got her degree and stuff, and then she uh, thinks that she's been abducted by aliens, and he starts out by going, "Is she insane?" <laughs> or is it possible? <laughs> That she's a first-hand witness to, you know, whatever. I think he thinks she's insane. Yeah, well, I think he thinks it's, this is a paycheck. That's what I yeah. think <laughs> She actually said that she got hypnotized mm-hmm. to remember more details about it and that she remembered having an alien fetus put inside her and taken back out. How did what is know? the point yeah. of putting it inside of you and then just taking it back Was out? Was that a fetus, by the way? That was put in you and taken out. <laughs> you have no idea what it was. I feel like that she had uh, an ex-boyfriend or something like that, and she was just having some very vivid dreams. An ex-boyfriend and vivid dreams? What the f- Or a current boyfriend? I don't know. That put a baby inside her and took it back that out? put something inside her and put it, took it back out. Yeah, it's- It wasn't necessarily a fetus. <laughs> How does she know it's an alien fetus? How does she know? Like, what could she- I don't know. The reenactments were so weird. They're so terrible. And the aliens look so terrible. 
I mean, I know it was obviously a small budget, but it was like something your niece and nephew painted onto a plank of wood. (laughs) That's what it looked like. It was so bad. And their eyes were like half their faces, which I mean, I guess is kind of standard, but seeing it in like 3D moving around is no good. Have you ever seen Will Scarlet? That's what it reminded me of. Or or, no, what was it? Ah, fuck. Can't remember now. Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet and the. What was it? Captain Scarlet and the Mysterians. Captain Scarlet versus the Mysterians or something like that. It was a TV show where it was mostly like puppetry, but I don't know. It just, it looked, it was very bad, uh, gra- not graphics, but very bad special effects. Well, if this reminded you of that, then it would have to be. And at the very beginning, it said, Captain Scarlet, the man who fate decided to make indestructible. Interesting. Captain Scarlet was just a man that was indestructible, and he fought against a race of aliens called the Mysterians. <laughs> Maybe the Mysterians are the ones that put the fetus inside this woman. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, this was really bad. And then they're talking about the the kids of Roswell, because, you know, yeah. everybody else who wasn't a kid is dead already. And that weird frozen face. Like, they took a picture of a baby in the middle of a stroke. <laughs> That's what it looked like. <laughs> Like this baby was like, <laughs> yeah, and the lady who was she was the baby, right? I think so. Yeah, like you don't remember anything. Why are you talking, Francis? You freak! Like the whole thing was just weird. And then there's some girl who's like crying because they threatened they were gonna take her and her mother out and shoot her in the desert mm-hmm. if they told anybody. A really weird. Like I don't believe her, but just like a no. really weird story. So we think you you said you saw something. Yeah, I did see something. You didn't see anything. No, I did. No, you didn't. (laughs) It's like like the way she was describing it. Like if you went, if you played it back in your head, it's like a comedy. Right? (laughs) Like you would think that the place at one point would be like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait. We're telling you, you can't. Although it does kind of remind me of the conversation I had with a police officer once. What happened between you and a police officer where he said, now you can't say anything? No, no, no. But he said you were because I was I was pulled over driving home and I had a little bit of an alcohol level. But I was under 21. How did he he, he put in your mouth for the breathalyzer? Oh, my God. Stop. He you don't remember any of this. He said, so you're coming from a religious function, right? And Mm -hmm. I said, no, a concert. And he said, no, a religious function. And I, and I, it took a minute, you know, like it was like right. that little girl took a minute. Yeah, although you were a teenager or whatever at the time. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I should have gotten it, but whatever. I was also a little drunk apparently. Uh, so. Okay, again, you also. I was also. Shut up! You're so mean to me. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, yep, that's right. Um, and then like one one girl's dad was a firefighter and claimed to see. The, and what it, like he said it looked like a little kid like it was the size of a little kid like a, a small 10 year old boy she said as opposed to a regular size 10 year old boy but it's like <laughs> did he say it was an alien like what they didn't just they didn't go into any more description than well i saw one of them around there were two in a body bag so i saw one walking around how do you even know there were aliens in the body bags it could have been people exactly. in the body bags exactly wow they he didn't say it looked like an alien either 
Like, they didn't do any description other than it was the size of a 10-year-old boy. So there was a 10-year-old boy walking around. Right. And some bodies in a body bag. It was one of your friends. <laughs> and she made that face. <laughs> <laughs> and the third story, the Yeti story. Yeah. Like you said, the whole time, the pictures they show and the video they show looks like a person in a coat. Well, what's weird is... Jonathan Frakes is like, so we're doing some detective work to figure out, you know, what this tape is. It looks like they're speaking Flemish, but they they have uh, cooking packs. They have like things that uh, they're cooking with, right? Like camp out stuff where you can make a fire easily. Uh, and it's like, that's, you know, a Belgian product. Uh, but this food is Nepalese from Nepal, the, the area of uh, the Himalayas. God's rooftop or whatever the fuck uh, he called it. And I'm I'm sitting here like, where did you get the tape? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. A, a, la the, a la the movie we watched this week. Did someone just leave it on your doorstep? <laughs> How right? do you not know where this is from? And then they're like, the people are still traveling. We can't reach them. You, what? What are you talking about? They, they mailed you a random tape? Like, Yeah. They stopped at a Nepalese post office and said, we got to get this to Jonathan Frakes right away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god this is very weird the whole thing is very weird but yeah apparently it's a a video and there apparently something exists called a cryptozoologist there there are people who study animals who haven't been classified yet cryptos <laughs> as they call them so i don't yeah i don't i don't get it but it's very funny to me we have a couple of friends that, you know, they're also dating, uh, named RJ and, and Rachel. Yes. Who <laughs> have an interest in this stuff sometimes. So if you ever, if you ever get a chance, they'll, they'll, they will have just a long conversation. Very interesting though, amongst themselves about different like ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. We, um, we helped them, uh, make a tape like ours once. Yeah, because they true. wanted to put their stories out there. That's and, right. <laughs> and they named they named that tape the Skeptical Skeptics right. because they're skeptical skeptics. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Carol doesn't <laughs> like the name. Apparently, <laughs> she doesn't get it. But. but yeah, they talk about that stuff. Yeah. So you know, I mean, uh, look them up sometime. Uh, R.J. and Rachel, find them, track them down. Use we'll, Jonathan Frakes. We'll mail you their tape if you ask real nice. <laughs> Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think such things exist as Yetis and uh, Big Feet? Oh, I have Big Feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> um, Big Shoes. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we were watching this thing. I, I, I can buy that there's some sort of animal in the Himalayas that we don't know about. Simply because people don't go there, mm. you know, like, but like you said, you know, where's it getting its food from? What's the food <laughs> supply? Which is a, which is a good point because, you know, like there'd have to be other kinds of animals that live up there too, that we don't know about. But yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there are animals that exist on the planet that we haven't discovered yet. Probably most of them I would say are probably in the ocean. Yeah, for sure. But I know that they find new new species of insects and stuff mm-hmm. 
all the time. They're like, oh, this is a you know a totally different species of spider or totally different species of ants that we didn't know existed or whatever. Well, they said that that guy looks like a primate. That yeah. thing, whatever. And I mean, I could believe like Australopithecus or something like that, like branched off into, you know, like Homo sapien and then branched off into this thing too. And it's in this area that's so remote that no one's really seen it or there aren't a lot left. Like like the Loch Ness Monster thing, right? I always thought, now, maybe that one doesn't exist because... I think it's a hoax. Because Loch Ness is such a small area. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you that there are things like prehistoric fish and stuff like that that probably exist that we've we haven't seen but oh, there yeah. are still out there from like dinosaur times yeah like there's uh uh which which I'm gonna call it a uh, coelacanth this is like a prehistoric fish and they thought it was extinct and then they found one off the coast of Madagascar so like you know that that around and they didn't realize it for a right. while so i'm sure there's stuff like that and like i always thought Loch Ness could be something like that but like you said i think it's more of a of a hoax now because just that that lake is not huge right so i don't like where would it go but in the ocean i could totally see it the ocean's a scary place what do you think about all that stuff cryptos and and uh i don't roswell no i mean like I think it's possible that there are aliens because the universe is so big, it seems like, why would it all be here just for us? Right. Why they would come here, I have no idea. Right. And and if they did, then wouldn't we know? Like, wouldn't there be more to it than just one crashed spaceship? I mean... Like, Earth has to be the equivalent of coming to, like, uh, like Bozeman, Montana or something like that. <laughs> No offense to Bozeman, Montana, but it's, you know, it's got to be like, hey, what's the the most backward, out-of-the-way fucking place we could go? Oh, Earth. Right. Um, but as far as the cryptos, yeah, like you said, I, I mean, it's possible that there's something somewhere, but I don't think all these people who think they see Bigfoot see Bigfoot. I think no. a lot of it's bullshit. Yeah, they probably, bears. Right. There are lots of things that could look like a person. Or even or like a, a giant gorilla. I mean... Yeah, like a giant gorilla in Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it escaped from the zoo. Diane you don't Fossey know. Brought it there. The crypto zoo? Yes. Ooh, we should do that. Create a crypto zoo. Yeah. It's like get all the big, weirdest animals we can. Be like the freak show of old. Yeah, we could get a uh, a jackalope and a duck-billed platypus. Get a, um, what do they call them in the desert? The Monotree. Scary things that live in the desert. Uh, Scorpions. No. Tarantulas. Skinwalker. What the fuck's a skinwalker? <laughs> Where did you, how did you think I was going to get that? Because <laughs> you got to stay with me. You're just like, you know, come on. This thing I just made up. <laughs> I did not make it up. What is a skinwalker? Aren't we all skinwalkers? Don't we all walk around in skin? No, they're like, they're like uh, werewolves kind of, but they're like people that can just like run really fast and like they can keep up so with olympic sprinters they can keep up with a car and they run on all fours but they also walk on two legs like a person what are you talking about skinwalkers how because they they exist people say so okay 
So <laughs> <laughs> they're like the cryptos, okay? So if we actually, so I was talking about like things that exist, or like Wolfman, if, Wolfman of Michigan, we'll get one of those. Okay, sure. What about the Mothman? All right, remember, let's, let's remember do that's it. the they wrote a book about that. Remember that story? Yeah, the that West Virginia bridge that collapsed or something like that. We'll catch monsters and put them in our crypto zoo. There you go. That's a great idea. <laughs> Let's hey, we would make monsters, millions. Skinwalkers. Go find yeah, a skinwalker. Even if we, if we found a mythical creature <laughs> and imprisoned them for people to come look at, we'd make millions. Of, really? Yeah. Wow. If we lived. That's the only problem. <laughs> Might not make it. Oh, my God. Ugh. Speaking of people that didn't live, <laughs> the uh, the archbishop of the movie that we right. watched didn't make it. Oh, goodness. This was, so we saw a movie called uh, Primal Fear. Like you'd feel at our crypto zoo. Exactly. <laughs> Starred Richard Gere and uh, uh, a dude named Edward Norton. Do you know the lady's name? Which one? Because she's like kind of pretty and I think I've seen her before. The lawyer. Uh, oh, the not the not the one that was the assistant. But the, the prosecutor. You're talking about Laura Linney as Janet Venable. Moira Tierney is the the one that's on news radio, mm. his assistant. Okay. But more, uh, Laura Linney. So, you, know, you know Laura Linney. Have we seen her in something before? I mean, what haven't we seen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know what we've seen Richard Gere in. We saw him in our very first episode ever. It wasn't the first episode ever. Well, okay, our second episode ever. The first, the first movie we watched for this show, Intersection. Yes, which was terrible. She was in, you, you know, that movie Dave. Yeah, she was. In, we did Dave. She was in Dave. What? <laughs> you don't who's, remember that night? Who's we? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we didn't do that because that show, that movie came out before we started making tapes. But no, we watched that movie. No, we didn't. Oh no, I'm thinking of an American president. We've seen we've seen the movie Dave, both of us, but that came out in 1993. Sorry, but she yeah, she was in Dave. She was in Lorenzo's Oil. Remember that movie? No. Searching for Bobby Fisher about the vaguely the kid that can play chess really well. Yeah. She was in Congo, a movie we were going to do for the show, but we didn't do for the show. Hmm. We saw it, but we didn't do it. The you know what's her name. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Mm. Lopez. Anyway. Yeah. So that's what Laura Linney's been up to. So this movie, I, what did you think? Did you like it? Yeah. yeah I, I really liked, liked it. I liked the movie. Were you fooled? Yes. Me too. Yeah. I was very shocked. It was shocking. I almost choked on my popcorn. <laughs> so... If again, if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. Go see the movie, and then come back to this. But because else, because elsewise, we're going to ruin the entire movie for you. But it turns out that Edward Norton did do it, and that he knew he did it it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, What do you think of his plan? Interesting plan. So. Let's try to construct the movie from his point of view. Okay. Because I thought to myself, the movie from his point of view 
like obviously they have to do the movie from from Richard Gere's point of view as the lawyer, uh, or else there's no twist. Mm-hmm. But do it, but like going back and like making another movie from his point of view where you know the whole time would I think also be a kind of an interesting movie because I'd like to know his backstory. Supposedly, I guess he's homeless. I don't know if he was ever abused by his dad or not, or if he just made all that up. Right. But he's, you know, he's on the street. He gets picked up by this judge. He starts a relationship with this woman that's also there, another homeless woman, uh, who then... um, Picked up by a judge. Not judge, sorry. The the, archbishop. The archbishop, yeah. Uh, Starts a relationship with the woman, and then... The archbishop is like, hey, I need you to, to make fuck tapes for me. Yeah. <laughs> to get the demons out. Because that's master. That's what he calls masturbation, apparently. Ugh. And he's giving them instructions on what to do and everything. Like, you know, he's directing the, the movie. So Edward Norton does it, goes along with it. I guess because he realizes that if he doesn't, then he will get thrown out, and he doesn't want to get thrown out. Yeah, I guess. But he also has an apartment, too, which is weird. Like, eventually he left, I guess. Well, yeah, he said, but he said that he let him stay way past his 19th birthday. Mm-hmm. And he's 19. They say that he's a 19-year-old male. Yeah, so why does he have his, like, th- th- that part doesn't make any sense why he has his own apartment that they go to at one point. Maybe his apartment is inside of the Savior House or whatever. Like, maybe that maybe. was the place. Maybe. But anyway, so he, or maybe the the judge is paying for it. Or not judge. I keep calling him a judge. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe the archbishop's paying for it. Maybe. It's like, like you said, it's kind of part of the whole complex. Because they said they bought up a lot of real estate and everything. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole thing about Chicago real estate that doesn't really connect anything. I guess it's kind of a red herring. It's yeah. It's supposed to make you think that there's a connection here, but there really isn't. Yeah. And so... He he goes in and he kills the archbishop. I assume for the for the abuses, right? But he also killed the girl too, because he said she was a whore. Yeah. So yeah. So he's a he's a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, I I really think he just kind of like killing. He didn't kill the other dude. No, I don't know why. Maybe they're friends. Maybe he likes him. I guess. No. But he so he kills the 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 judge now. Not judge, the archbishop, the wow. judge of our souls. That's why. That's why I keep saying that. But he kills the archbishop. He cut off his fingers. It's the first thing he did. That was so fucked up. So his plan is: let me go in the middle of the day to the archbishop's rooms, mm-hmm. murder him, and then he thought maybe he'd get away with it. That he just that he would just be able to walk out. But because the guy screamed and the mailman was there yeah, the mailman to, called the police probably yeah then he realized like oh i gotta get out of here and then did he just come up with this plan i mean i assume that the whole Aaron thing like he was doing the whole time like from the minute the judge from the minute Dear the fucking Lord, arch, what is going on from with the you? minute the archbishop got him yeah I like. I'm sure he was doing that act. Well, I think Aaron might be his real name. Well, yeah, Aaron's his real name, but that personality is not his yeah. real personality. But yeah, I, I agree. I think he was doing this like I'm this abused and timid person mm-hmm. the whole time, For which is why he thought he could take advantage of him that way. Right, and he did take advantage of him, but yeah, maybe he didn't care though. No, obviously he got to have sex. 
Right. And then he got to kill a girl and a guy. Yeah. I mean, it really is the, the sociopath, like, uh, jackpot. Right. <laughs> sociopath bingo. <laughs> so wait a minute. You're telling me you're going to take me in, give me food and a place to stay. I get to have sex and I get to kill a girl and you? <laughs> That's right, son. <laughs> I wonder how many of those tapes they made, though. Like, how long did this go on? Like He and- he just kept make, taping over it, he said. So who knows? And he pretended like Aaron didn't know or remember or whatever because there was the other personality. Do you think that was just for when he got picked up or do you think he was pretending that with his friends and his girlfriend? I don't know. I think I think he probably kept that mask on for everybody. Yeah. What's funny too, oh, I didn't even think about that, but he, he does that that thing where he underlines that passage in the Scarlet Letter about someone keeping a public mask and a private mask. It's funny, too, because the Scarlet Letter is about how this priest had sex with this woman, Mm -hmm. impregnated her, but no one knew it was him. They just knew she got pregnant by some guy. Mm -hmm. That's why she had to wear the A, you know, and everything. And Hester Prynne. And he gets to, like, his public face just be, oh, I'm Proctor, or what, I can't remember his name, but he gets to his, his that's what they called the No, I know, I'm just, I'm trying to remember, like, keep thinking of Goody Proctor, but that's not, that's yeah. a female and something. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think that might be in the Scarlet Letter, too, I don't know. But he, he, he gets to have this public face of, I'm this, you know, pious person and everything. And he knows what he did wrong the whole time. And it's a sex crime, basi- mm-hmm. basically. So there's a lot of parallels between the Scarlet Letter and this. Yeah. And, but it's funny, when he underlies that thing about the mask, he could be talking about the, the Archbishop, but he could also be talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a, there's a there's a an interesting double meaning there. Mm-hmm. So he does. So his plan is he does it, and then he's like, maybe he panics and it's like, oh, I gotta. But he carved that thing in like he wanted. He wanted people to know about about the yeah, archbishop for sure. Although he asked his buddy to steal the tape and get rid of it. No, his buddy came to the apart to his apartments to see if he had the tape. Oh, okay. Oh, he just assumed he was going to get rid of it. He, yeah. He didn't. He left it there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so then so then he's got to run. So as he's running, he's like, okay, I got to... Like, I'm, I'm thinking about how his brain's got to work this whole time. Because this had to have been planned kind of on the run. He's like running. He's like, okay, I've got to do the other personality. And he's like, all right, well, what if I make it seem like I'm split personality? And then, like, they'll think I'm insane, and then I'll get away with this. Like, do you think he came up with that? Like, you think he planned that prior? I think he came up with it when he started talking to the psychiatrist. Oh, wow. Even that deep into it? Like, at first, he was just pretending that there was someone else in the room. Like, that was going to be a story. And then, wow, so you think it evolved that late? Yeah, I mean, because he didn't do much to set it up. Until he did the flip in front of her. I mean, there's not... Yeah, that's true. No, you're right about that. So, I don't know. He didn't want to talk about his girlfriend. Maybe he realized how badly it was going, (laughs) the the (laughs) trial, and he was like, fuck, what am I going to do? They're not believing that... They're not believing my sweet little innocent act like most people do, Mm -hmm. and they think that maybe I did do it. What am I going to do to convince them that... I? didn't do it or how could i convince and like yeah wow 
Yeah, it's it's it be that, and that's those are questions that would be interesting to answer. That's why it would be fun to watch a movie from his perspective, where we know the whole time. Yeah, to figure out when he made these choices. And at the very end, though, mm-hmm. when he tells Richard Gere, and he's so happy to tell him, yeah, because I think he knows he's destroying him. Yeah, um, he really like Richard Gere really can't tell anybody though. It's different. It's like like with a therapist, right? You tell a therapist you're going to hurt somebody, or you you know hurt someone or yourself or whatever. They have to tell. Mm-hmm. With a lawyer, they. They can't even then, right? Like, you can tell your lawyer, hey, I did kill somebody, and they can't tell anyone. Correct. That's awful. Lawyers can only be compelled to testify in the prevention of a future crime, and it has to be. There's very, there are very tight restrictions on it. It can't be like, oh, I think this guy's dangerous and is going to do this again. Mm-hmm. That It can't be that. It can't be that vague. It has to be like, he's... He told me his plan once he gets released to kill this person next. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something like that. Very specific information on a on a very specific crime. And that's really the only the only uh, way they're even able to to report. But yeah, like anybody who like killed somebody, they could tell their lawyer. Yes. Like when the lawyer could ask and they could say, yes, I did it. So with that information, you need to help. Uh, Mount my defense. But Richard's gear, Richard Gear's thing Richard's was... Richard's gear. <laughs> Richard's gear got stripped. His thing was always like, I, I don't ask, I don't want to know, I don't care. Right. Which is, which should be the attitude of yeah. defense attorneys. Like, he should have, I mean, like, it just sucks that he had to know. Yeah, well, also, like, you know, we get a bit of an insight, because... He says that he believes that people are innocent until proven guilty. Like, mm-hmm. the reason that he does the defense stuff is he believes in the innate goodness of people. And he came face to face with the polar opposite of that. Yeah. But do you think, now, here's the question. Do you think, because, you know, the, the climax of the movie, he grabs Laura Linney and, and holds her neck and all this stuff. He flips out in court yeah. because he knows that that's what he's supposed to do. And then he says he doesn't doesn't remember any of it because he's Aaron again now. And then he says to Richard Gere, oh, you know, uh, will you apologize to her for me? You know, make sure her neck's okay. All that stuff. Do you think that he said that because he forgot? Like, he, do you think that's a slip up? Or do you think he intentionally said it as like one last clue? Like, man, this guy's still not fucking getting it. And he was like, I'm going to give him a big clue. We'll see if he gets it. Oh, I think it was intentional, don't you? Yeah. Because I think that the whole slow clap right. where he's like, finally, you finally you see what I'm doing. And then he pretends like they were in on it together the whole time. Because he was like, oh, you know, you said, oh, you called me like fucking weak or something like that. Like we were dancing, you know, and everything. Like he like, but I mean, I know he knows that he wasn't in on it the whole time, but he's talking to him that way. Because he wants him to be like, you did this. Mm -hmm. You helped me accomplish this goal. Which he did. Well, yeah, he did, but unknowingly. Yeah. I mean, he he did a fantastic job doing his job. Yes. You know, it's just unfortunate that that meant helping a psychopath. Laura Linney's going to get fired now. Yeah, that's sad. Do you think they're going to end up together? The dad from Frasier's going to make sure she's gone. (laughs) Marty Crane. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. No, I don't think so. I don't think they'll get together. Actually. No. No. Do you? 
I mean, he sure was trying, but yeah. I mean, she she didn't respond to any of his attempts. So whatever he did to fuck it up, and I'm pretty sure it was him. Oh yeah, uh, seems like it. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Seems like it also might have been a while ago. Because yeah. he said 1985, that's when he did whatever he did that he got, that he had to leave the the state's attorney's office. And, like, they worked together then. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it was maybe then. Okay. So, you know, like 11 years ago or so. I think that's when they did it. For, like, six months, 11 years ago. And he still hung up on her. It's so weird. Well, he's very handy if he's just hung up on her and she's not. You know, he is pretty handsy. That's true. <laughs> it just like she seems like she kind of wants him. Like she doesn't. Well, she's Richard, not like get my hands off. It's Richard Gear. You know, yeah. it's only when she smokes though. <laughs> you think there's something that it just draws him in? There. I don't know. Yeah, he said he quit, so maybe it's just the smell. Yeah, he just wants to get closer. I, I, I feel him there. <laughs> And then, you know, he's like, let's go find you a bar you can still smoke in. Like, you can still smoke in all bars. What the fuck are you talking about, Richard Gere? I don't know. Maybe the rules are different in Chicago. I don't Maybe. Know. I know the cigarettes are more expensive in Chicago. Depends on where you go, but yeah. Anyway, so that that's the movie. I mean, it was did, anything you want to point out, like, about the film? I mean, it was uh, this Edward Norton dude did an uh, excellent job. Yeah. I mean, very, very good. Very good and powerful acting performance like what he did with his face to switch from one personality to another it was really impressive oh yeah and it's almost like a dual role yeah kind of but uh yeah but what's funny is it's a singular role pretending to be a dual role so he's like acting on top of the acting Mm -hmm. it's really good there's actually three roles because he was aaron he was Roy, and in the end, he was kind of a combo. He didn't speak just like Roy either. When he was being totally himself, yeah. he had a southern accent, mm-hmm. but he spoke confidently without a stutter. When he was Roy, he didn't have an accent, and when he was Aaron, he did, but he sp- spoke with a stutter. Mm-hmm. So it's like it seemed kind of like there was like a third kind of combination person. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. What do you think of multiple personality disorder as a thing? Do you think that, because I know... That there have been a few high-profile cases. Sometimes they're debunked people pretending and things like that. Mm. Like in this case, right? What do you What do you think? Do you think it's a real thing? And do you think that like how how widespread do you think it is? All that stuff? it is a real thing. It's very rare, and it's not as pronounced as it is in Hollywood. Gotcha. So. Most of the time, they know, right? Like if a person's suffering from this, they know. That they have another personality. Yeah. And it is it is usually to def- to protect them mm-hmm. from something. I mean, it is. It's, you know, formed from some kind of trauma. Um, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to, you know, sw- slip into this other person and kill people. Like, it's just, you know, hey, you go in your happy place and I'll take this beating for you. Okay, the beating's over. You come back. That That's right. more what it is. Okay. And second second movie in a row we've watched with Frances McDormand in it. Yeah, she's really good. I like her. Yeah, I like her too. No uh, accent this time, though. No. <laughs> she did a good job with her accent, though. Yeah, in Fargo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's it, though. That's yeah. all. That's all the things that we have to say. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. Mm-hmm. And tell a friend.
All right, sounds good. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.